Thank you for joining us on More Than That, a podcast where we dive a little bit deeper into what was preached on Sunday morning. We hope that this is enriching to your walk with Christ and that you love God and people that much more so that we can extend the glory of God to the people he has placed in our lives. So we'd buckle up and enjoy the conversation. Hey everybody, welcome back to More Than That. This week um, was the start of the second chapter of Nehemiah, and I am sitting across from Raphael Mkandla, um, who had the privilege of bringing this passage to us. So, um, my name is Tyler, and Raphael, if you had an extra 10 minutes or so to um, take us in a different direction or... um, dive a little bit deeper into something you already brought up during the sermon what would you have said um yeah so my probably like the the first thing that uh maybe i just wanted to press in a little bit more um is you know here we are we're seeing the life of nehemiah we're seeing him uh he is a cup bearer uh and we're seeing him he he is um, just to kind of recap, he hears about the plight of his people, he prays. Um, and then when he prays, like he really just looks up to God, adores God, looks inside and then confesses the sins of his people. And then like really is thankful that God keeps covenant. And mm. then he looks forward to, to with the, you know, looks forward with confidence Um but what we see him do here this last week is we see him now just really uh, waiting on the Lord, mm-hmm. um, you know, trusting in the Lord. And then we see him then giving God the glory that um, after that has happened. And so um, one thing that I wanted to press yeah. in a little bit more, um, you know, uh, would have been just this this idea that. Um, you know, it, it's so easy to kind of look at Nehemiah uh, and consider like, you know, and, and look at him and think about, um, and think about like the spiritual jobs that you and I do. Like, um, yeah. we're in full-time ministry, but Nehemiah is doing a, a non-spiritual job. Mm-hmm. So this is something I don't really want to press hard on he is doing a non-spiritual job which is he's a cupbearer but god calls him right where he is at uh to do a work that will bring restoration to do spiritual work uh while doing a non-spiritual work and so um you know and this is actually now like what probably like i would have asked um you as as our church uh most of us are cupbearers to to kings like um we might not be cupbearers but most of us are accountants most of us are, are teachers most of us are medical professionals yeah. most most of us are we are all in different yeah. spaces whether it's a, a stay at home moms whether it's actually like uh, just different places where we are. Uh, we've got Aaron here, by the way. 
Um, yeah, so most of us are like just, uh, you know, so now the the thing uh, I wanted to challenge us is the, um, our job is to really like, how are you using your <coughs> job to live like Nehemiah would have? Um, mm-hmm. how, do you see your job like Nehemiah would have seen it um, and serve God the way Nehemiah would have done it? Um, if you were to describe your life and you'd say, um, at that time I was or I am this, what are you? Nehemiah says I'm a cupbearer. I was a cupbearer to the king. So the question there is like, what would it look like for God's hand to of the the hand of the Lord to be upon you in the role that you're doing? Yeah. So so you see, like that's this is what like the whole, what would it look like for God's hand to be upon you in the work that you are doing? Uh, as an accountant, as a medical professional, as a stay-at-home mom, as a in all those things, what's what's it look like? <coughs> For Nehemiah, he was a cupbearer. That's that's just like uh, that's like all our normal jobs. Mm-hmm. And then, so what about us? And that's now like where I think it needs to be pressed in, where we're just looking at someone who's stewarding. God's hand was upon me because God called me to solve something. Like, yeah. you know, God yeah. called me to solve something. We have, a, so, we have a purpose. Yeah, we have a purpose. We have. And so some, some, of, some of you guys are medical professionals, and here you are. You are in the quest of improving the quality of life for people. And, and, uh, and you see things that you're like, God has blinded me to do this here. Or just you kind of do have a burden of some sort. Um, so what's it look like for God's hand to be upon you there? You know, whether it's camp life, we've got people that work with nonprofits here. Mm-hmm. What does it look like for you to say God's hand up is upon you? And are you making room for God's hand to be upon you? Uh, are you giving credit uh, for the hand? You see what I mean? So all those things are things that like... Um, uh, I think we have quite a lot of, just a diverse group of people here at City Church. Uh, some of them are handy people. Um, but what does it look like for God's hand to be upon you, to do what you're doing, and then so that God will use that for mm-hmm. his glory? Yeah. Um, yeah, so <coughs> that's that's something that at least like I just want to kind of keep pressing. And at the same time as well, like here we are, we... Um, and and if you do have some sense of calling and maybe you're in the place of waiting, this is now the other side, like you're in a place of waiting. Um, that's my second kind of thing. You're in a place of waiting. What does preparation look like? What does, because now the, the whole idea when you're looking at that, c- can you think about the mystery of this? Like the, the, the craziness of this. He's fasting, he's praying. But he's finding out who's the governor at such such a place. He's finding out who has the who's who's watching out for the trees, like who has the timber. He knows that like he's calculating, you know, about the journey and all those things. Like my thing about it is that like it took a whole lot of planning for, for Nehemiah to do 
to actually finally like he's like I only have one shot. Um, my thing about it is between calling and fulfillment, <coughs> between what you feel like God has called you to, and and the fulfillment of that. Um, if you had one shot, are you ready to even take that shot, or are you wasting preparation time? Yeah. Because Nehemiah, if you remember the story of Esther, Esther is like, I can't even go in there. If the king doesn't invite me in there, I can't go in there. Like, chances are that the king probably was not even having wine every day. Like, and there has to be, like, the king calls and says, hey, now I need wine, so come in. So he had to always be ready at the right time mm -hmm. for him to actually just be able, like, what do you need? And he's like, brings out the spreadsheet, he brings out all <laughs> the building plans, he brings out. So for you and me, like, and like, so this is now like where it's like, uh, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you feel like God is calling you to do? Um, we can be people who despise the preparation time. And then what sucks is that then we choke when our name is called. That's like, that's now like just like we can be if we squander preparation time, then when it's now time for when it's time for now now time for like we're now called, like it's like hey, so so like so, so say for example here you are, um, you were in the seminary to do what you're doing today, mm -hmm. you had to go and learn how to unpack apologetics so that at least you can be ready when it's time to actually do that. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's also just like with whether whatever God has called you to, uh, whether it's actually opening a business, whether it's actually doing all these other things uh, that you know is going <coughs> to meet a certain need, uh, wh what's it going to take? So, w And in order for you to do that, we always have to always think um, project management or maybe just when you're dreaming. There, there's three phases to that. There's where I want to be, there's where I am, mm -hmm. and there's what do I need to do to get there. Yeah. Nehemiah is like, where do I want to be? I want to help build the wall. I want to help build the gates. I want to bring restoration to the people to do this. Where am I? I'm a cupbearer. Great, I'm rightly situated. And God has blunted these desires. The sovereign God has moved and blunted these desires. Great. But what do we need to do to get there? Um, what is step number one? What is step number two? What is step number? What are the baby, ste baby steps? What are, what are all the things that I need to do to get there? Um, all I know is that like when I walked to my pastor, and I say to him, I know God has called me to speak and be a pastor. And he was like, okay, great. Well, if you want to be a servant and you only have servant's heart, I'm going to send you to clean toilets. And There's then a plunger and a brush. Get yeah. going. <laughs> and and I I kind of like kicked against that, and I'm just like, what does this have to do with speaking? What does it have to do? And it's one of those things. Now that I look at it hindsight, 2020 is beautiful, and I'm like, you were teaching me how to be a servant, 
like you followed like the greatest shall be a servant did i have to start with toilets uh, you and i could probably uh, disagree with that and all that <laughs> stuff but you know what he started me there mm-hmm. and he moved me to the bookstore he moved me and i sold books he moved me to go and help and feed the homeless mm-hmm. the whole time he was building compassion in within me he moved me to children's church he moved me to the choir he moved me to the reception area. Mm-hmm. He moved me f- to be the one who, like, as soon as the offering was taken on a Sunday, I took it, for you know, took the deposit, th- and then I would go and deposit it. Uh, and I just, like, all those things. Mm-hmm. Teaching me stewardship, teaching me all those things. And then eventually, I would lead devotions and staff meetings. And eventually, I would do these things. And eventually, like, later on as we were going, and I'm like, huh preparation like so proper preparation prevents what problems right like and so and but yet this is actually like where where we have to now literally just be asking ourselves what's what's preparation for me to actually get there Mm -hmm. what's what's preparation and so and ask the Lord to give us the right time for him to do that. So that's my that's my two things here. Yeah, yeah. And so um, one of the things that is just really difficult, and maybe you can help us with it, because I know it's difficult for me. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yes, I know exactly where I am, where I want to be. Um, and that the actually planning out the steps of where I need to be next is extremely difficult. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's it's mainly because um it's like hey, I know like I know where I want to be. Here's where I'm at. Is there anybody else here? And if there's not, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. I've talked to you. That's part of my problem. <laughs> is yeah. like yeah. Uh, being an apologist and being as far as I'm aware, the only professional air quotes professional apologist um i don't consider myself a professional in the field but um i do it for for work so you know it's a profession um but there as far as i'm aware there's nobody in the area of Mm -hmm. of williamsport that is able to kind of like walk through these things with me as somebody who's been in the field for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and if, if you're in like that's so that's, that's kind of where I'm at, but like if you, so if you don't have something like that, how can, how can, um, someone figure out what the next steps are? Cause I mean, in my case, like I felt called into ministry. I loved apologetics. The next best step for me was to do some preparation and yeah. go to seminary mm-hmm. and get a degree in apologetics. Yeah. So like for somebody who's I don't know, let's let's keep the medical profession a lot example alive. Um so somebody's in the medical profession but they want to be um they want to do some sort of ministry within their profession. Yeah. Um I, there's a, a doctors doctors beyond borders or something yeah. like that like they want to do that full time but they don't know how like what the steps are to get there like how can, how what's some practical like next step thing for someone like that yeah so so i always say that like you you 
find distant mentors. Um, so, so you read on it, mm-hmm. like, like <coughs> read on someone who's done it, and yeah. then, and not only that, like take a risk to, even like right now, like the beauty of COVID is that it puts Zoom and all those things, um, it puts Zoom and all those things into operation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and reach out to someone who's doing it also just to be able to like, hey, give me some ideas. What can I do? What can mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things of like, um, like if it's something that's like very blurry, ask the who question. Who else is already doing this that I can actually get into that same uh, mm-hmm. that I can get into that? Yeah. And then let's actually you see what I mean? Yeah. Let's get that going. Like, yeah. So it's always just a whole, um, the idea of like, okay, so who, uh, the who question, uh, and then just, and then some of that stuff is sit down, dream, dream wild, dream beyond, mm-hmm. and then like <coughs> really just be able to start saying, okay, what's the first step when it comes to that? Um, yeah, but I would say that like reading upon it, um, you know, reading upon it and then also uh, finding people who are already doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also as well, like, uh, and just really starting to plan towards that. Um, I think those are some of the things, like, um, those are some of the things that, like, at least, like, we we, we can actually begin to, to look at and, and think through. Um, but the hardest thing is to start. And some mm-hmm. of that stuff you might have to just almost like, like um, I always say borrowed strength. Uh, mm-hmm. When I need to work out, I go and try to find uh, someone who's already good at working out, mm-hmm. and I work out alongside them so that I can actually get that's better. The, at that's working the beauty out. of pre-workout. Yeah, <laughs> borrowed strength. Yeah, borrowed strength. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just some of that stuff. It might just be like, hey, lend me some of your muscle. Yeah. Like and just kind of mm-hmm. come in and just give me, but that requires humility. A lot of times we just like to, I just want to do it on my own. Let me get mm-hmm. it like, and some of that stuff, it just might be like, hey, uh, who can really get me started? Who can? And then sometimes it's actually going and sitting in some of those rooms, um, some of those rooms, like, and just being able to actually ask so many questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more questions you ask, the better. Um, yeah. So I would say that like, and then also the curiosity behind that, uh, I think the curiosity and the confidence needs to be, so there has to be a confidence piece and there's a curiosity piece. The curiosity piece, number one is, who planted this idea in my head, Mm -hmm. in my heart? Yeah. Why is it that I'm sticking to it? Why is it that it's actually like, so that's a curiosity piece. Um, and just know that, like, if it's number one, definitely it's probably not Satan, <laughs> right? Like, can, can we just like so? All we good go, things come from the Lord. Yeah, we go <laughs> on a process of elimination where yeah. we just like, hey, this is like I'm removing this, 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 and that, right? Um, and then just kind of like, and then really now look and say, um, where is it in Scripture that this is something that like. Uh, so, for example, with you, legitimately, like, I want to serve God in this area. Man, does this represent God's heart? 
um and maybe that's like something that just resonates with you because you listen to a sermon or you did whatever okay great mm-hmm. curiosity is i see a burning bush there i'm moses let me get closer like don't That's just the stay. last thing I would have done. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but like curiosity, curiosity doesn't run from strange, like yeah, oh strange yeah, yeah. inclinations or whatever it is. It runs in number one. Like it's like we see Nehemiah doing that. He runs in instead of runs running out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just and but bathe that thing in prayer. I think that's also just another thing. Bathe it in prayer. Uh, ask for the Lord for the right time. This is the dream is still there. Bathe in in prayer. Wait on the Lord, um, and then at the same time begin to actually like actively trust. Mm-hmm. If I was to have this, what would it look like? And begin to actually put some structures, uh, and put some structures into it. Uh, and then just think about, okay, I would do this, I would do that. This is what it would look like. This is what, like, you see what I mean? Yeah. This is what it would take. What what kind of loans will I have to do? Whatever, whatever. And then you just kind of, you go on a dreaming session, and then while you're also praying and asking God to make it a reality. Great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. And then, but at the same time, like, then um, going forward in confidence, like, in just, like, really... When you have prayed and you have planned and you have done all the all your homework, um, there's they, something about that. Like, hey, this is what I want to do. Okay, like, I want a new car. This is what, what do you need? Like, how much is it going to cost? What's going to happen? What is this? What is that? Like, if you have all the other things already, like, in the in the groove of what you're really trying to do, like at least you're answering all the questions instead of actually walking in there you're not prepared at all mm-hmm. prepare the best you know how and then like now really it's actually now saying okay god at the right time could you open this door yeah um and at the right time uh and the, and i think that's actually like just like a good and faithful kind of preparation time towards that mm-hmm. like of just like saying man oh, you and i always just like we we pick a dream we pick something that we want to do and then we go into like uh we create a vomit file like which is like let's put every crazy idea in there as much yeah. as possible and then let's start actually like narrowing down that's practical that's not practical but eventually we end up getting down to finally getting it done how long does it take sometimes it takes a long time the PhD process for me was so helpful. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, how long are you willing to chase an idea until it becomes a reality? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and then you just kind of like you stay, and you've written theological papers. You've written like where it's like mm-hmm. the idea you started with at the beginning is not the idea you ended up with at the at the end. Oh gosh, no. But yet. It was refined. You pushed that <coughs> thing. You shaved it until you fi- fi- refined it and you mm-hmm. fine-tuned it. And even though you handed it in, you know you could have still fine-tuned it even more. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yes, So that's actually, I think sometimes mm-hmm. we get ideas and we just don't, the curiosity of going forward, we, we don't have enough curiosity to keep just like pulling the string and just kind of finding what else is in there. Mm-hmm. But then the confidence piece, 
of just saying, why else would God plant this desire in my heart if he is, if, if he, you know what I mean, if he is going to just let it just kind of die here. Yeah. So let me get up. Let me begin to put some work. Let me begin to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of being like what Proverbs 21 says, a slacker, um, a slacker has so many desires. Um, a slacker has so many desires. And this is what it says. I'll, I'll read it for you. Uh, it says that like a slacker has so many desires, but what, what he does is that he just he just doesn't move on it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and this is, this is, listen to this. A slacker craving, a, a slacker's craving would kill, will kill him uh, because his hands refuse to work. It's like, like you have this desire. He is filled with, with craving all day long, but uh, but the righteous give and they don't hold back. It's like, put some work into it instead of actually just like, hey, I'm just, I really, this is actually, uh, this is the dream. And the other thing as well is that, is that are you going to face obstacles? We are just about to enter into a time when Nehemiah faces obstacle after obstacle. The other problem is that, like, we face one obstacle and we give up. But sometimes we've got to just keep going. Mm-hmm. And even the obstacles, too, need to give us curiosity and confidence of, like, if this was a if it was a terrible idea, why would I be then getting so much opposition? It's gotta also just gain some curiosity there. Well, and <coughs> so I forget exactly where I heard it, um, but and it, I think it was a band. It was a local band. Yeah. From back when I was in that scene, pretty heavily, um, and he the lead singer of the band ended up telling one of my friends who was also in a band. And he's like, listen, we get a lot of hate mm-hmm. because everybody is like, you're just like an August Burns red copycat. And you're just trying to like ride, ride the tailwind of, of this band who was a Grammy nominated Christian metal band. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, but we're like, we're our own thing. We, we sound totally different, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, then I sat down and thought about it, and the people that are hating on me are still listening, or else they wouldn't know what to hate. Yeah. So yeah. negative publicity is still publicity. Yep. Obstacle obstacles aren't actually obstacles. It's just a, I guess it's more like a speed bump. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've been to the new like the new location for Planet Fitness yet. Yes. Um but the speed bumps there are nasty. Yeah. And it um it's the point of it's like okay, I I have to slow down. I can't go a normal speed that I typically would have over a speed bump. I have to slow down so much that I'm creeping over this so that I don't damage my car um or jostle the stuff that I have in the back a little too much so it like um it breaks something. And it's that slowing down sometimes where we get that perspective. Yeah, and yeah. um one of the you, you like you know how much I like uh Cal Newport. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um even though I've only read one of his books, I love his his podcast. Um 
and I wanted to bring up something that you that you mentioned. You're like, find somebody. Mm. One of the things, and this guy's not a Christian, so take it, take this, and do with it what you will. Um, but just because he's not a Christian doesn't mean he doesn't have good advice. Um, this guy's a productivity guru, but he he was like, listen, if you want to, if you want to do something, if you want to. Um, you know, like like what you're saying. Find somebody within that, within that vein that you're trying to that you're trying to get to. Is like, go to them, ask them. Yeah. But don't ask them how they did it. Ask them what they did. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you want to be you want you want to be a a doctor that works for and works with Doctors Beyond Borders. Email a doctor within Doctors Beyond Borders or Without Borders. Um, whatever the organization is called, don't quote yeah. me on that. Um, ask them, like, hey, what did you do to get here? Tell me your story. I want to learn you, because then yeah. it, then it's also a relational thing, and you can build a relationship mm-hmm. then, which could then also help you in the process. Like that person can vouch for you. Hey, the, I've seen his medical stuff. His his research is really good. Um, I've seen. He, his um his patient um his patient recovery rate is like super super high like the successes this, this guy is going to help people and he wants to work with us i want him here yeah so yeah. that it's that type of thing um so sometimes it's it's just quite literally taking what we would consider an old school apprenticeship yeah yeah and just all you're doing is you're sitting down, you're listening, and you're learning at first. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Take what, a student approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then also, um, I'm reading Mortimer Adler's How to Read a Book. <laughs> <laughs> um, that thing saved my life. That's a. I, I won't it, lie to you. That <laughs> saved my life. Saved your PhD. Oh no, I was in my <laughs> first masters. Uh, my first masters, and I was failing. I said in class. Uh, okay. Um, like real talk, I was failing that class, and and I remember like my professor calling me to his office and saying, "Hey, um, you are gonna need to read this book. If you have a future in education, you're gonna need to yeah. read this book." Yeah, and he gave me one Adler. He actually yep. bought it for me, wow. and that was like you know, wow. one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Yeah, so and. Adler's not a Christian. Um, yeah, he's not. Yeah, yeah. So I like, I honestly like quoting and reading non-Christians because a lot of times they do have, um, they do borrow from from uh, Christianity to make a point, and it just it, it's like okay, the gospel's here too. Um, but uh, one of the things that he says is that um, books are. I think he's. I think he calls them absent teachers. Yeah, where distant mentors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, like, yes. Even though I had this guy in class, technically he would have been a mentor. But Sean McDowell. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. if you if you like his approach, you like his work. It's like all you have to do is just read his books, and he's kind of like what you said, like a distant mentor. Distant, yeah. You can, I mean, and Sean's pretty good with answering emails, so. Like, if you do end up emailing him, like, hey, and I have a question, can we sit down? And I just want to, I want to, you know, pick your brain on this. Like, 
there's a lot of people that will do that, even even if they are high profile. Yeah, especially within, good. especially within the the Christian world, because so many of them, yes, they might be high high ranking academics or like a celebrity style pastor. Yeah, but they still have a pastoral heart. They want to see the kingdom expand, and they realize that they can't do it by themselves. So yeah. they're, it, they're like, if you're curious, I'm curious with you. Yeah, and let's yeah. let's do it. Um, so that's, that was one of the things that I, as you were, as you were, as you were talking about, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like that's, um, sorry. We have a guest with us who is kind of silent and roaming the the sanctuary right now. Um, so keeping an eye on her. Um, I think you also heard her a little bit as well. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so that's, which is kind of weird. I didn't expect it to take a productivity turn. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it, it's just really, like, and, and I would say also just, like, it's a productivity turn because at the end of the day, uh, even when we're talking about prayer, prayer is productivity. Mm-hmm. It's, like, yeah. that's also part of that. Like, it's, like, where dreams die, they die because we really don't spend time waiting uh, mm-hmm. on the Lord. And then also as well, like, um, when we really have really – he was ready for any outcome there, uh, Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when our dreams, like, or, or maybe whatever we're pitching is is uh, is kind of, like if someone kind of just pushes back a little bit, we take it personal. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just like, hey, spend some time really praying and doing all that stuff. Maintain a, a humility, kind of the humility factor on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you will see <laughs> it's going to go further. Uh, which is now the other side of that, like where you see Nehemiah, even though he's so convinced that this is actually what God has called him to do, he still says, if it pleases you, king, if it does this, if it does this. And you're watching him being super humble in the whole po- the whole point of the thing. Um, that's that's important as well, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Yeah, so I spoke at Crew mm-hmm. this past week. Oh, okay. And it went really well. Yeah. Um, uh, but one of the things that I was trying to hit home is preparation. Mm-hmm. So as an apologist, you know, I, I can't not speak on an apologetic topic in some way, shape or form. So like what I was trying to do is just kind of give a case for making the case. Okay. And um, crew has their own way of doing evangelism Yeah. Uh, with the perspective cards and, and things like that. Um, but what I was trying to get at with making, um, apologetics a reality for them was, Hey, this is a preparation, a preparatory thing for whenever you go out and do evangelism, because if you aren't prepared in advance for any sort of question, you're not, you're not going to be able to answer it, answer it. And it, it goes, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're out there and you are like, okay, this is a perfect time. Like you're, you like just like Nehemiah you're waiting for that time and time presents itself um and you're thinking okay cool um I got this opportunity I've prepared not just not just spiritually but intellectually for any question that might pop up here yeah and that also gives you confidence to be able to approach that person and just present the gospel um even if it's not um, 
a full-out gospel presentation, yeah. you can still present the gospel in that you magnify truth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I know you I, I know you got a, a uh, we're kind of working on borrowed time here. So uh, I want to I want to respect your time. So Raphael, thank you so much for um, the conversation. Thank you for the sermon on Sunday and just unpacking um, Nehemiah's preparation yeah. and how we can how we can prep as well in 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 the type of lives and the ministries and the work that we do outside of of the church. So we will see you all next week. Have a blessed week.